Every season is spooky season in our book. So settle in and prepare to be shook. You are listening to Shook, a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained. What's up, y'all? I'm Amanda. I'm Santa. And we have a special guest. Hey, I'm Mothboy Matt. What is up? Yes, we have the lovely Matt from Mothboy's podcast. And if you haven't checked them out yet, you need to get on it because they are hilarious. Or don't. Please don't. (laughs) Please do. At the time of this recording, they have a great new episode about Sam, the Sandown Clown. It's a Mm -hmm. huge hit. The streets are saying it's uh, the number one podcast on Apple Podcasts right now. We're the number one podcast that uses Shaq as a measurement, and that's a guarantee. Um, And and Uh, while we're on this kind of like bragging streak, we beat the Joe Rogan experience in India in place. So oh, that is awesome. There's that. You know, that's literally incredible, Matt. I already know because I listened to the first episode of your podcast, Moth Boys. Mm-hmm. But tell everybody who maybe hasn't listened to Moth Boys, what got you interested in the paranormal? Why don't we do that as our fun fact today? Okay. Yeah. Um, so it originally started as a way to try and make friends. Um, I was I would go over to my grandma Joyce's and print off like uh, cases of cryptids and like paranormal stuff and uh, hand them out to people uh, in school when I was in elementary school. And uh, it was just a way to try and make some friends. (laughs) It didn't work. A couple of people gravitated towards me and you're like, hey, you know, I don't get this, all of this other stuff, but I like your vibe. And so, yeah. um, So I've got a few good ones, but um, yeah, that's how I got into it. Is she the one that's the voice on your intro? Hmm. Your podcast intro, there's a woman saying how she saw a creature. Is that Mm -hmm. your grandmother? No. Oh, no, no. Um, That was was an eyewitness eyewitness to the Mothman. (laughs) Okay, I got it. I really like that intro. Yeah, Yeah. it's so creepy. We had this really cool artist out of of Pittsburgh. His name was... uh, I don't think he makes music anymore, but Labyrinth Door. Yeah, he did a great job. Fantastic job. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll move towards like having like some original, original music. You got a creepy uh, intro. Uh, I really like yes. it. It's very good. That actually leads me to me telling you what got me into the paranormal. That was like yeah. a perfect liaison. Um, so I don't know if you picked up on like the are you afraid of the dark vibes in our intro, but it was 100% inspired by their opening titles sequence. And that, hi, I'm, let me, I'm Santa. And the thing that got me into the paranormal at the ripe age of like five was the show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? that aired on Nickelodeon in the nineties, it was probably one of the greatest shows ever made for children. I Um, agree. I used to watch it like every day at my Mima's because they would show, they had like a block every afternoon where they would show like, I think they showed like back to back episodes Mm -hmm. of, are you afraid of the dark? Um, 
And I just loved that show. And it scared me, but I was just like super into it. And that's kind of been my relationship to the paranormal as well as horror uh, specifically. I've always been like very into watching horror movies and stuff. Uh, I find it comforting. I find this whole situation, the paranormal and horror, I find it like a comforting escapism. Whereas other people would be like, other people who don't uh, would be like, that's scary. Um, yeah. And it does like sometimes scare me, but more than anything, I'm like, Ooh, I love this. It's fun to be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also an element of it, like the dark, the dark part of it all that like I am drawn to um, because I relate to it in a way. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Also, I just like, I'm attracted to like fucked up things sometimes. Oh, I think that's something innate in people though like being attracted to the macabre and like weird things. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, we used to, we used to gather in the town square and, and burn witches for entertainment and go see, go to the Coliseum and see gladiators stab each other mm-hmm. to death for fun. Yeah. So there's something in our genetic makeup that is fascinated with stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like that whole, like, gathering in the town square thing like goes even beyond the attraction to the macabre though that goes Mm -hmm. that like circles to now with like cancel culture and things like that I feel like now that's what that is it's like our Mm -hmm. modern day version of like we have to find someone to be the scapegoat and we have to all rally and and be a mob uh, virtually it's crazy Yeah, so there's, like, a lot of layers to it. Uh, So many layers. So many layers. Hi, Amanda here. I got into the paranormal for similar reasons. I did completely stan all of the spooky shows as a kid. Are You Afraid of the Dark? That was my number one. My number two was Goosebumps. But I have to say, I don't know. I I don't know if anybody's going to believe me when I say this, but... I've had multiple paranormal experiences in my life and I don't want to completely blow my load and tell you guys everything, but I do want to tell you about the very first time that I had a paranormal experience. Mm -hmm. I was, mm, I was between the ages of six and eight, if I remember correctly, and I was staying with my mom my sister and my brother at our, we called her mama, our mama's house. Rest in peace, mama. We love you. We miss you. And she lived in this ranch house. I'm pretty sure that they built it. She had several acres of land and it was just a real cute house. Good for entertaining. And the way her house was set up was she had this, you would walk in technically from the back, the back door. People didn't really come in from the front door. But if you walked in, you'd immediately go through the kitchen, and then you'd hook a right into the living room. And if you turned out of the living room, there was a long hallway with some bedrooms. And if you kept going to the left, she had a front room where the the front door was. It wasn't a closed-off bedroom. It was just a front room where people stayed. And my sister and I shared a bed that night. So she was just a little wee thing, just a toddler. And I'm on the other side. And I don't remember what time of night that it was, but 
I jolted awake. I had a sensation that someone was watching me. And I remember I was laying, let's see. So if you're facing the windows, which were shut, I was sleeping on my left side. I thought that somebody was watching me. So I turned over, rubbed my eyes. I was for sure not asleep. I was like, for sure not asleep. And I rolled over to my right side and coming towards the bed was not one, but two wispy white apparitions that appeared to be female. One had a bun on their head. I have chill bumps. One had a bun and the other one just had like this weird like veil looking thing over their head and they were walking towards me and I couldn't believe what was happening. I was like, there's no freaking, there's no fucking way that there are two ghosts walking towards me right now. There's no way. But instantaneously I took my blanket I put it over my face and I was like please 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 don't let anybody be there and my heart I could hear it in my eardrums I pulled down the sheet and they were they were gone they were fucking gone wow and my sister was sound asleep next to me they were gone but here's the kicker nobody fucking died in that house nobody ever died in that house so I don't know if she had some sort of portal or something I don't know but at the time as a child was still kind of like my dad always called even though I had an intuition about me he also said that I had a bullshit detector so I thought surely I was seeing things right surely it was my mama or my mom like both of them walking in to check on me in the middle of the night I asked them the next morning I said did either of you come into our room last night and they said no no we were sound asleep all night Nope. And it nope. didn't look like them anyway. It didn't look like them anyway, but I was like grasping at anything. Like, please don't let this be a ghost. Like, please don't well, let these be ghosts. Ha- have you heard of the, the theory that ghosts aren't actually dead people, but they're, um, that, that ghosts here on this plane are actually just like shadows of like, like a mirror dimension almost, or, um, a yeah. shadow you know, you know how there's like window areas, right, in this world where, where, um, like the veil of reality is thinnest between real, like between this dimension and yeah. that dimension, or this plane of existence and that plane of existence. Maybe mm-hmm. those are shadows, and like maybe some sort of alternate dimension, um, and that's why we're not seeing like dead ghosts everywhere because it's only specific spots. Um, yeah or specific times of night mm-hmm. that exactly. it may have been the witching hour I didn't have a Fitbit when I was six mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry but I didn't have a Fitbit when I was six years old in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> to check my time what time is it oh it's the witching hour <laughs> nah dude yeah. I, I do I have heard that and I think that that's a possibility mm-hmm. um, I definitely want to talk about parallel dimensions or you know glitches in the matrix at some point that shit if I want to be unsettled, that's the stuff it's that I trippy, look into. Yeah. Hop on Reddit and just go down the rabbit hole, and I'm like, God, Reddit sucks. <laughs> it, Reddit is literally the best thing and the worst thing all at yeah. once. It's very, mm-hmm. very. I have very conflicting emotions. Um, yeah. But okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, we've been we've been in this this game a, a while. So I'm sure, um, you know. A lot of us have had experiences. I don't know. 
have has everyone here yeah both of you have in episode two i talk about my easter bunny in the hallway story that from when i was fucked me up dude and then also my two experiences playing with the ouija board are also in episode two those are like my main experiences easter bunny yeah an easter bunny um that is terrifying i yeah i don't i don't uh it it, like a ghost easter bunny oh no that's the worst kind of thing i i think or like some kind of cryptid skinwalker (sighs) moment that's terrifying that's crazy that is so cool i don't really know what it was i mean it's not you know (laughs) all i know is that i saw it and then in episode two, every time I listened to that part in episode two, like when I was editing it, the part where I said that I thought it was one of my mom's boyfriends. The shade. The shade. <laughs> of. I said, I said that. I was like, I thought it was one of my mom's boyfriends. <laughs> like, like she had like Tony in my life, a little bit of Ken by my side. Yeah, like she had like five boyfriends, which she sort of did. So I yeah. outed my mom in my ghost story. And to be fair oh of them, God. two of them were mall Easter bunnies. So, you know, yeah, I can understand, like, you know. She said it wasn't one of them. I thought that that's what it was. I thought that they had done like an elaborate gesture of making the easter thing fun for me that year or something (laughs) and that he dressed up whoever he was dressed up as the easter bunny to just like make it a whole thing Uh, it literally gave donnie darko and my mom was like nobody did all that for you and i was like okay damn wow way to tear myself no one would do that for you no one would do all that so (laughs) and i was like okay Okay. <laughs> I got into I, I I didn't actually um so like cryptozoology I could I could um grasp um but the paranormal I grew up in a my my dad uh was very um a very science based uh person my mother was uh, spiritual um. And so I just didn't believe in ghosts because I was like, you know, where's the human soul and like things dumb. I was like a little I was like a shit bag about it. You know, when you're young and you you know everything right. Um, I was kind of like that. And uh, and then I had my own experience and it was a uh, it was a, a ghost light experience. <clears throat> Me and my friend were we would. um uh, night hike so we would just point in a direction and hike and i lived out <laughs> I, I lived out in the middle of the country the town i grew up in was 1200 people um and so we would yeah hike and then when we got tired we would just camp and so we hit this um this field with a draft horse fence around it um and we went underneath and through the field, and then <clears throat> out the other side. And shortly into that part of the woods, um, we saw this uh, like bluish light, and it was kind of moving like this, so uh, like up and down. So 
Um, we thought it might have been a backwoods person because where I lived there, um, there are people that live um, off the grid and they kind of stay to them themselves and we stay we we're just told at a young age if you see a fire in the middle of the woods don't go towards it oh Um, god and so we had machetes because it was it was thick and so we were cutting our path through and so my body just like froze up it wanted to 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 run it wanted to run so badly but also i was i remember squeezing my machete like my body was like okay I want to run and I want to fight. So like those two things kicked in at once and it was weird. And then it got closer and it was just a ball of light and it was darker towards the center and then would go out like this. And it was really big. And uh, I froze and my friend froze. I know for me, it felt like I was like, like melting, like I was butter. Um, What? Like my body felt like butter. And was it an acid light? An it, acid orb? It, it could have been. It could have no, I did not I did not <laughs> I didn't I was too I was not ballsy enough to take LSD or anything like that. Uh but it But maybe it was acid like being emitted from the orb. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> could be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And it and it like um I remember waking up out of it and me smacking my friend, and we ran. Um, Adrenaline was pumping. I wasn't thinking. And I ran into that draft horse fence, and the wire um, the wire went into my leg, and <gasps> um, and it uh, dinged my dinger uh, You're a You're dingling. Bit. Yeah. Ouch, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <gasps> Ow. Yeah went did that whole thing and i didn't feel it at the moment and i ripped it out and i started panicking so i i I was like in panic mode so i started hacking the the wire the barbed wire with the machete for some reason instead of just going underneath it and my friend shot up behind me and went underneath the wire and i went down and i hit it and then it like hooked him in the eyelid one of the barbs on the wire and like ripped a hole in his eyelid and then oh, we yeah. oh, no 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 oh, no no oh. this is like oh my god domino effects oh, right right no. right um and so we we ran um i don't remember how long we were running for but um we ended up in the next town over so we we hit a farmer's plot and the thing is is like you don't you just don't go on someone's property at night because everyone and their mothers have they have guns um yeah so uh we laid in the the farmer's field until sunrise and then went up and asked and it was the next town over um Hmm. and uh yeah and 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 that stuff it it changes you when you think you know what the natural world is as i did you know i thought i thought i knew what and you just don't you don't know what it is and turns your world upside down it turns your world upside down it really does and it just i had to like gather myself for a long time because um 
you know, there's things, there's things that we will never understand. Um, I think it's noble to bring science because uh, that's all we have is the scientific method to cryptozoology and the paranormal, but I don't think it'll work. Um, I think that these things are, um, I think they're beyond our understanding of our current understanding of the natural world and science. And these things are so anomalous that you can't apply the scientific method to um, these things. Uh, yeah, because they're unprecedented. Right, right. Because you'd have to mm -hmm. test it over and over and over again to get the same outcome. And you can't. Too many variables. Yeah, right. And so you just kind of have to, you, ha you have to just kind of take it and just be like, there's things we won't understand. And that, that should be okay with people. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and, 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 and maybe, maybe these things come from different, different, different areas of space or planes of existence. Right. So, um, you know, there's really no way to study them because we only know how life on earth evolved, right? And how that formed. Um, mm -hmm. We, we don't know. We, these things could, could have come from completely different elements that are beyond our understanding. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It just, it, it changes you and then you have to just um, reevaluate, but I guess that's all about, also being a person of science is uh, reevaluating uh, your environment to what you know. And I know these things exist. I don't know what they are, but they're a part yeah. of this natural world. I don't think, I don't think there's something special. Um, all of this stuff there. I don't think there's, uh, there's like a magic about them. I think they're a part of the natural world. We just don't understand yet. Yeah. I think so too. That was very well articulated. It was. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. let's pause for a yeah. round of applause. Soft clap. I hope that didn't peak. I love a soft clap. That's my favorite kind of clap. It reminds me of Have you seen the Umbrella Academy? Anybody? Yeah. Wait, I haven't seen the new season, but I've seen. Okay, never mind. I'm behind. <laughs> I'm behind again. Of course, you know me. One thing about me is I'm never going to finish a show or a I don't know what I was going to say, but you should watch season three then, Matt. I, I will. Um, the first two seasons were awesome. Very good. Yes. It's such a good freaking show. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like maybe you should tell us about a cryptid story. Cool. Yeah, please. Well, I've got, I've got a cryptid story. And um, it's a lesser known cryptid story, but it's also maybe not a cryptid. Um, so um, I'll be covering the veggie man. <laughs> There's a vegetable man? There's a vegetable man. <laughs> Plant-based um, cryptid. <laughs> and it was not some like coal fume induced fever dream. Not at all. So, in July 1968, <laughs> Jennings Frederick, a West Virginia native and U.S. Air Force vet, was hunting woodchucks in the woods of Fairmont, West Virginia. And yes, West Virginia does have a woodchuck season because, of course, they would. 
you know, it's West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so Jennings then heard uh, what he could uh, only describe as a high-pitched jabbering noise. And uh, it sounded like a record player playing on like a high speed. Um, the physical appearance of the, 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 this creature that came out of the brush um Mm -hmm. it was long tall uh had uh it was like greenish brown had yellow eyes um Mm -hmm. and the tips um of the fingers there was like seven he said they were about seven inches um were razor sharp at the end and it had suction cups um to where the like like the first knuckle would be on a human hand um it had like these suction cup things so for some weird reason uh jennings was able to translate the jabbering in his head so i'm thinking maybe like telepathy yeah like mind speak stuff um and uh he was able to translate it and uh so the creature said um you need not fear me. I wish to communicate. I come as a friend. We know of all of you. I come in peace and I wish for medical assistance. <laughs> <laughs> to fix my weird. salad phalanges. <laughs> <laughs> so weird this it's like giving salad fingers. <laughs> weird weird like like stocky figure, tall greenish brown had you know thin tall ears um just weird weird looking thing you know as soon as he could even try and speak the thing shot out its arm wrapped around the arm like stretched out wrapped around jennings and then stuck its needle-like fingers into uh jennings hand and the Yikes. pain was immense. Then the creature's eyes started. Uh, there was like a crimson red color that filled its mm-hmm. eyes and it was hypnotizing, you know, mesmerizing. But the pain went away. Um, and so it let him go. And uh, he fell to the ground and uh, the creature bounced away. The way it walked was very strange. It was a bouncing motion. And uh, it was just like a movement. Yeah, it was like, it was, he's just, he's just grooving, you know? Just, just grooving, yeah. bobbing along. <laughs> just bopping, taking people's blood. He could, he could also feel <laughs> the thing like <laughs> sucking its blood through his, through its fingers. Like he could feel his blood draining. Um, and <laughs> blood um, work by yeah. Veggie Man. This is why I hate, I hate needles. Um, but, a short time after that, he heard a whirring sound and then um, lights in the woods. And really, he didn't really talk to anyone about it. You know, he talked to uh, Gray Barker, who is a uh, author and paranormal investigator, who was a key investigator in like Braxy, so the Flatwoods monster and the Mothman. He was also a bit of a prankster and a hoaxster um Mm. he 
there's this famous hoax he did with a UFO and like a string. Like mm-hmm. a, he built a little UFO, had a string and then like a long pole um, <laughs> and took this picture and sent it to a bunch of investigators. Um, he would like troll other investigators. Um, he, he uh, but he wasn't trying to hide it because he also did reveal a picture of him holding the pole, smiling, going like this. <laughs> and um, he would he would troll people like John Keel. Um, he would make phone calls to John Keel, write him letters um, saying he was like a government official and like it was a whole thing. But he is an important investigator. He did he did bring to light a lot of cool uh, cryptid and ufological or UAP, whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't know, whatever they're, they're whatever they're calling UFOs these days. Yeah, that's the story of the Veggie Man. Just a one-time thing, and so just like a one-time alien, occurrence. One-time occurrence, never again. I'm upset that he <laughs> had the audacity to ask for medical attention and then go on to <laughs> stab the dude. Because now the dude needs medical attention too. Right. And also he didn't even <laughs> ask. Like he could have been like, hey, I'm going to no. need some of your blood, man. He's just like, hey, I need medical assistance. And like. Because we could have called the, the medic. We <laughs> he couldn't even that drop him off. That is very you know? rude. Yeah. So it seems like veggie plant-based uh being from the beyond mm-hmm. yeah and i Seems don't think like. i want to incorporate him in my diet from don't. planet dickhead you know <laughs> that's what i'm thinking <laughs> that's really cool though yeah i yeah. would not want to encounter the veggie man at first i was like he's got to be great because veggies yeah like i thought he great. i thought it was going to be a wholesome yeah, Dude. I was low-key like expecting oh, no, no, no. Veggie Tales. Moment. <laughs> veggie Tales. I just, I think, I think the whole thing is fruits. just like, it's it's such a creepy story. Um, it's so creepy. The way he kind of like bounces and, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's just it's just weird. Like it's playfully weird. stabbing people. Yeah, <laughs> playfully stabbing siphoning and ex- blood. S- siphoning <laughs> your living. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, I'm like imagining that. this long, like, middle finger. <laughs> okay, when you imagine his bopping around, yeah, what does that look like for you? Because there's a mm. lot of ways you could imagine Tigger. that. Right, you could bop like a 50s doo-wop group, right? You could kind of, like the Jets this and the Sharks thing. type thing from West yeah. Side Story. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could bop like that. You could bop like, um... no, this is his legs. I'm going to show you a little... <laughs> Like that, you know? It could be like that. Oh I don't know. God. I'm imagining could be like, like the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Ooh, mm-hmm. what's that? I want to oh do that story so bad. Gosh. Those things are creepy. It's like if like two MC pairs Hammer's of pants died, like his parachute pants died and became a ghost. <laughs> That's what those things are. The Nightcrawlers? Yeah, they're like, oh they look God. like a pair of pants. Um, oh my they God. look like a pair of Jinkos, but white. Mm-hmm. And they just sisterhood of the traveling jinkos. <laughs> sisterhood of the traveling jinkos. And there's like a chain wallet too. Okay, so did I see something about a book or a comic about the vegetable man? Mm. 
Um, possibly. Uh, possibly. I don't know. Possibly. There could be. I've got my my info uh, probably from a website, uh, one of those really bad ones that are kind of like look like they're done on Microsoft Paint and has like Jokerman mm. font and stuff, which <laughs> I think that's where you should get all of your the best sources your, that you can yeah, imagine. Yeah, the best sources come from those sites. <laughs> Joker, Joker, pap- Papyrus, Papyrus, Papy- and Comic Sans. Papyrus? Papyrus. Comic Sans. You- Comic yeah. Sans. Yeah. No, no, not Comic Sans. <laughs> no. Damn. Cool. Just okay, so font. let's talk. Uh, who's who's up next? Who's going to talk the Amanda, the I'm going to go last because mine is going to be very much bullshitted. Okay, okay, so mine's like very reading really. heavy. Not really. Mine's very reading mm-hmm. heavy. I'm just going to preface that. Mm-hmm. I felt really squirmy and weird about just using this guy's story mm-hmm. um, without asking him for permission. So in this case, I did get in his DMs. I slid on in there like a vegetable. Shoot your shot. <laughs> like a vegetable phalange. Like a and vegetable I said, in the night. I like rusty stories. Um, salad fingers is my jam anyways toast boy let's talk about toast boy later by the way marjorie stewart baxter marjorie stewart baxter (laughs) well okay before i get into my story have any of you ever (laughs) heard of toast boy that is is it is it spooky or is it funny it's it's a david it's a david firth same guy who did uh salad fingers if you haven't seen salad fingers you have to but toast boy uh, literally, it's the most disturbing cartoon I've ever seen. Uh, I was a teenager when I would see these videos, and there's one where these beetles are causing a ruckus, and this little boy has his grandmother taken from him, and the beetles push her rocking chair into a fireplace, and she mm. burns alive. And oh, the she's in it. Says, yes, she's literally she's cooking. Yeah. Um, and the beetle says, "We must slit her open and burn her nipples." It's funny. <laughs> so anyway, that's a <laughs> tangent. That's a tangent that didn't need to exist. Are you? I was ever, like, Wait, you, is this uh, your story? Is this, nope, it's is not. Nipple boy, sorry, uh, Toast Boy <laughs> is Toast Boy the the story? Uh, yeah. Just Google Toast Boy, or sorry, YouTube Toast Boy. Mm-hmm. And there's actually several videos, but basically it's as if he didn't just drop acid, but maybe took a bath in it. I don't know. Mm. Had a fever dream. And it's the oh, most yeah. disturbing but intriguing train wreck you've ever seen. Mm. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Back to the actual thing I wanted to talk about. Sorry. One thing about me is I'm going to get off on tangents. <laughs> okay. Okay. I had to reach out to this fellow because what I saw on his account just really freaked me out. This story comes from, on Reddit, user Antisocial Guru. That's his handle. And he's very active. If you go to his profile, he's very active in all things alien-related, experience, hmm. experiencers subreddit, high strangeness, aliens, abductions, and abductions is where I saw his post. But a long time ago, this fellow, excuse me, it was probably like 
130 days ago-ish was the first story he made. And he talks about how he was having these strange dreams and he suspected that they were memories of him being abducted by aliens. That was a long time ago in his in his history. The update comes from a post that he made in abductions, the abduction subreddit. And he says, so last week I was browsing Reddit and I came across this person's post re- regarding hypnotherapy. So he tags this post of a fellow or female. I'm not sure if it was a, a, a woman. I don't know who it was, but it was some hypno regression therapist. And this person's offering their services pro bono for free, wanting to help people unlock their traumatic experiences. And he says, OP says, I messaged them. I told them my story and it was a done deal. I'll start this off by saying that this was nothing like what I expected a hypnoregression to be. And the things that I revisited, the things that I remembered that happened to me, I found that they were very traumatic to me as a kid. Even revisiting it now gave me severe panic. But the hypnoregression therapist worked his magic. And while working through the hyperventilation, I was able to revisit my abduction as a kid and get the answers that I needed. However, I'm now filled with more questions and answers. So then he links the previous post from a long time ago about how he had these dreams of being abducted by aliens. He doesn't even really go into the alien idea that much in that post. He's mostly just like, I keep having this dream. Like, what does this dream mean? He goes on to say, I won't share my hypnoregression methodology here because he politely asked me not to, and I will respect his wishes. He worked his magic, and I was soon back to where it all started. I saw myself at six years old being escorted down a very cold, dark, metallic hallway. I was able to look down. I saw that I was naked, and I saw my own legs, but they were my legs as a kid. There were also large gray colored pipes that ran the length of the hall, of the wall in the hallway, excuse me. And towards the end of the hall, there were people walking back and forth down an adjacent hallway. As I approached them, I passed by a window to my right, and as I looked out, I could see the blackness of space and the earth below me to my left. When I got to this group of people, I started to notice that they weren't quite human people. They looked very similar, but there was something about their face that I just knew they weren't human. They were going about their business holding some sort of pads, whether they were clipboards, tablets, or whatever. They looked up at me with a shocked, angry, and scared expression that said, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. That's when I was escorted back by these two smaller people about my height. They took me into a large room where I saw two more of these smaller people and a large praying mantis-looking person. As I approached the room, the smaller people turned to look at me, and I saw the mantis going about his business, arranging tools, screens, and other things. Like how a doctor would set up before an operation, just getting everything together. The small beings took me inside, and they did all kinds of tests on me. They handed a small black box, and when I opened it, a bunch of images, screens, charts, numbers, videos, all kinds of things were there flying out of it like a fountain of light. I had no idea what any of it meant, but these two small people were staring at me the whole time. I can still see their faces in perfect detail. I swear they look just like little kids. Small, flat, circular head structure, large, circular, golden, yellow, and brown eyes with small circles of white around each eye. 
They had large brows, no hair, small jaws, small mouths, and they had small indents behind their jaw near the side of their head that looked like ear holes or something. Their skin was tinted a leathery gray, but it was sand slash light brown colored, almost like a cashew. They were just watching me, studying me. This whole time, the hypnoregression therapist was guiding me through this experience, asking me questions about what I see, what I'm doing, and was also having me ask them questions like the typical, who are you? What is your purpose? Etc. And to my surprise, they were able to answer me. This started giving me more and more panic because this whole time I could feel my body shaking and I knew I was hyperventilating. I was scared out of my mind, but the therapist did a great job of bringing me back when things got too intense. This is a copy and paste of some of the hypnotherapist notes that he so graciously transcribed for me. Now, this is kind of a stream of consciousness. At some points, I'm not even sure what point of view it is, so I'll do my best to just scurry through these. These are the notes that were transcribed. He said, in a cold place with pipes on the wall, floor is rough. I am not me. Just see my legs. No others in this room. There is a window, but I just see black. There's no doors, but a hallway. There are other people moving back and forth with clipboards. They say I'm not supposed to be here. They're surprised and angry. More hallways, light on the wall, ceilings and floors. They look human, but they're not. And they've been studying us for a long time. The humanoids are the mantids. They come from a pink tropical planet named three. And then there's a red triangle. So I don't know if he means three delta or three red triangle. (laughs) I'm guessing Mm -hmm. it's not that. Uh, They study science, light technology, they're teachers, they're neither good nor bad. Why was I chosen for this visitation? It was part of the plan. What have you forgotten? Everything. More questions. Do the beings see who you are now? Yes. Do they accept you? Yes. Have them show you a place within this place that you do not know about. They're showing me the wall. It's fuzzy, gray and blank. I see lights in different colors. The mantis being is standing there with many small beings. He had communications with the mantis. You know them as many names. The little beings answer, we are just servants. The mantis, this is their job. They have no name. They are considered a tool. Somebody else is in charge. Who? Unclear. Can't see. The humanoid beings gave me a box. It's filled with memories, images, and a puzzle. I'm really confused. This is a test. They're looking at me. I guess this is the part where he's describing what he sees he says at this point your hands begin to move on their own and it appeared that you were holding a box your face was very very distraught and you were breathing rapidly i suggested to you to take the memories in the box and form new realities with them this was done to mitigate any trauma and bring your breathing to a normal rate at this point this place became a safe place and we moved into a place in nature and i brought you back up Throughout the experience, your breathing was very heavy and you were having a very difficult time, but I was able to soothe you to a better place. The box was the most difficulty that you had. OP continues. He says, I left some things out of the experience that were a little personal, but if you have any questions, I'll do my best to answer them. And if you've had a similar experience, please let me know. After 15 years of thinking it was just a dream, this experience has shattered my reality. I don't know what to think anymore. I loom at the night sky now wondering where this craft is at and if these beings are still watching me. Wow. It gave me chills reading that and I want to believe him. I really do. Yeah. That was similar to this this (laughs) gentleman who 
had been uh, having sex with this alien called Crescent. And there was like <gasps> always a, a mantis in the corner. So the mantis was kind of like a cuck almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this time where he went aboard and these gray aliens were like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. And like the the mantis would talk about how the different types of aliens he saw like like their jobs there and and that just there was some like overlapping besides like the mantis being a cuck because i'm sure he wasn't in that story you know um yeah don't you hate it when your living room bedroom pests are watching you do the nasty (laughs) yeah it's it's it that's that's really cool that's a very uh terrifying story but um yeah david Uh, david huggins that's his name david huggins yeah, the one you're his name is David to? Huggins, and I had no idea about his whole story. And he sells his art; he paints him and Crescent um, making love. And the aliens that he saw since he was a kid, he lost his virginity to this alien. I want to see all teenager. of the artwork. I'm nosy. I want to see it. It's he's he's he lives in um new jersey i think now but yeah his story is just fucking wild so his username is antisocial guru he says Mm -hmm. on his profile his public profile i am a spiritual conspiracy theorist who hates capitalism and i am the co-creator of project contact he drew i don't know if he drew this image i don't know if you guys can see it but he did a physical (laughs) 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 yeah that's what the helper looks like. The okay. basically the the enslaved aliens. Um, I'm I'm gonna go into his Twitter real quick. Project Contact. I don't see a name on here. Mm. Okay, go yeah, that's probably com, not him. Project I feel Contact. like he would have he would have mentioned I don't think it's the him. whole uh, maybe because his whole thing, every encounter besides when he was a kid was him and crescent and then like mantis guy and then maybe the little ones walking around taking notes and then she had like hundreds of babies with him and didn't tell him that she had all these babies and he had to go aboard to make them feel better and he just touched each one of his kids and his hybrid children came back to life when you can tell people that you lost your virginity to an alien because like everyone else's losing your virginity story is like awkward everyone (laughs) has a shitty first time story but this guy's like yeah i had sex with an alien Ah, no big deal Yeah, I would rather be able to say that tbh santa do you think that this guy's legit the one i just read about do you think do you think he was abducted by a praying mantis alien creature? Yes. I mean, maybe it wasn't like actually even a praying mantis just looked like it because of the right. eyes being really big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not could... actually be like some kind of hybrid species. Yeah. I but don't I don't know it... what to believe when it comes to those kinds of stories because I just don't know. Right. You know, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, there's the the whole thing that these things can project an image, right? So um, Mm -hmm. to make you feel more comfortable. um, So they project something that you you know. um, Yeah. 
you know, there's, there's, I guess there's lots of things. There's like, um, you know, maybe aliens don't look like that. Maybe they're beings of just entire light or something. I don't know. I don't know anything else, but they could, they could project this image of something that looks human enough to, to where you wouldn't be terrified. But then like the uncanny Valley for people who don't know uh, is like, um, a a fear of things that look similar to humans and and it's something like you feel like a sense of danger with these things um Mm -hmm. like and and it's something that just like everyone experiences like all humans experience this fear which is weird so and it makes it makes you think like you know when we shared common ancestry with um with like apes and Mm -hmm. or or just or just ancient our ancient ancestors they were scared of certain things right Mm -hmm. so what if these things had been visiting us for a long time and just innately we are afraid of these things it's like a passed down um like trauma um yeah so there's like this cellular uh, memory or whatever yeah there's this fear of of aliens these humanoids um but yeah, the uncanny valley is kind of disturbing to think about. Um, For sure, that's that story's awesome. I I I I dig on that story. Yes, I believe it. Yes, I believe him. <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I do because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, yes, and uh, yes. I didn't want any there to be any air of like disrespect in telling that story mm-hmm. because I truly couldn't sleep that night when I found it. I was like. Wow. If this is if this is real, then so yeah. many other things could be real. It just opens a whole gateway of things, and I think aliens are way scarier than apparitions and stuff. Well, oh, not yeah. scarier than demons, but well, the thing is, is like I have thing. such a and and aliens and 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 apparitions share this like thing. I hate, I hate the whole like being in your safe space, right? Mm-hmm. And then you being confronted with things that you can't control. So there's no way, like, these things can abduct you and boom, you have no say over it. It's just like ghosts. They could be hanging out in your space and you're like, dude, I'd really like for you to go. I don't want right you to out. be Please here. leave. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, no, man, this is my house too. So, you know. But Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Santa, is yours a... Thank you. Santa, is yours anything related to aliens or cryptids? I'm no. very curious. I have no idea what yours is. No. Nine times out of ten, I'm not going to do an alien or cryptid story. <laughs> Just so y'all know. Okay. I. It's not that I'm not interested in those topics. It's just I like uh, paranormal ghost stuff more. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. As far as like what I am into. But I like hearing about it from other people who are more knowledgeable on the subject. Uh, Heard. But yeah. So I recently watched this series, this docu-series on our favorite streaming platform, Shudder. Um, it's called Cursed Films. And they have two seasons uh, where they talk about different like movie sets that are notoriously cursed. Oh, I love this. Uh, we've all like heard of certain movie sets mm-hmm. that 
are known mm-hmm. to have been haunted or cursed over the years. Yes. So I'm going to start by just kind of talking about all of the shit that went awry during and around the filming of The Omen. Oh, of my the gosh. The 1976 yeah. film. Heck yeah. Directed by Richard Donner. So that movie, like, first of all, that's a movie about the birth of a modern antichrist, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got like very, very devilish, like religious, good and can evil, I, heaven can and I hell say, themes. Can I say something mm-hmm. blasphemous? Yes. I've never seen The Omen. I haven't either. And I'm talking about it. I've never yeah. seen it. I've I've heard of the curse set and I just have never I've never watched the movie, but I feel like I should just as a horror fan, I feel like mm-hmm. that's something I should jump yeah, on. Yeah, we should all watch it. Um Oh my god, can we do it together? Yeah, watch that'd party. be awesome. Yeah, I've never seen the omen either for this reason, because I have always heard in the distance of it being like a cursed film. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I also am a very superstitious individual. Like, I I kind of try not to be actually blasphemous in my life because mm-hmm. I always worry that, like, I might get consequences. And sometimes, thing, I don't yeah. wanna, sometimes I don't want to tamper in the dark arts too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I don't touch Ouija boards. Like, like I know yeah. that... Look, I know that this was made by Hasbro and like, or whatever company, you know what I mean? Like, I still don't mess with it because I'm like, and even when I was like, a, when I was calling myself like a hardcore, when I was like a nihilistic, like atheist, I was just like, yeah, I could play it, but I don't, you know, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like playing really, even though in like my heart, I was yeah. just like, I don't that. want something to fuck with me. Yeah, yeah, deep down, you just like don't want any attachments. You don't want to open up a line of communication. You don't mm-hmm. want to invite. And so, yeah, that's why I've never seen The Omen either. But um, mm-hmm. I believe it was episode three of Cursed Films, season one, uh, that covered it. And I found it like really compelling. There's a lot of really compelling episodes about different ones, by the way. Uh, but this one was just kind of like, insane so this movie starred gregory peck this is one of the Mm -hmm. first things that like went wrong um so gregory peck was on a plane on his way to the set in england and Mm -hmm. his plane got struck by lightning and then also um david seltzer who was a writer on the film he was on a separate plane like different day i think maybe, uh, was on a separate plane on his way to England for filming and his plane got struck by lightning as well. And then Gregory Peck, um, he had scheduled a flight, like he was supposed to be on a flight, but then he canceled like being on that flight, which was great because great for him because that plane took off hit a flock of birds, crashed uh, in a nearby road. But when it crashed, it hit a station wagon that was carrying the pilot's wife and two children. No fucking way. Killing the wife, children. Yes, and also everyone on board the plane died as well. 
Uh, I hate it. Yeah. That's awful. So, That's so sad. Yeah, so everyone on board died, including the pilot's wife and children that he just, like, coincidentally hit. Like, Oh, my gosh. Fuck that, that flock of birds, bro. This is why it was geese, like, I'm sure. Yeah, that's why no one likes geese. I hate. I don't know. But that's not all of the mm. horrible things that occurred around this film. So Mark uh, Neufeld, he was the executive producer on the film. He was uh, at a hotel in London and mm. a bomb went off. Uh, like a block over from where he was staying. So it was like very nearby. Mm -hmm. The bomb is a little like very much just like coincidence because he didn't Mm -hmm. get hurt or anything and he wasn't like in the line of the bomb. But a different bomb went off um, at a restaurant that he had a reservation at. Like, so he had a reservation to be at this restaurant and then the bomb went off. And it didn't happen while he was there. I guess like the the bomb went off. Yeah, I guess the bomb went off like before he was before he got there or something, but like he would have possibly been blown up if he had gone, the executive producer on the film. And uh, there's another encounter that like I don't know, this is very coincidence and not maybe not related to the film, but um there's a scene in the film where uh the mother and the son Damien are in a car in the middle of like a bunch of a bunch of monkeys like a bunch of apes are just like mm-hmm. attacking the car or whatever so they shot that in a zoo um in england and the zookeeper ended up getting attacked by lions and and died what? but that one that that one's kind oh. of like i don't know if it's necessarily related to this because it wasn't what? like during filming or anything Listen, it wasn't at, while at, they were there but at some point all of this stuff no one was just like all right how about we just don't make this movie is everyone cool with that or like everyone seems to be getting hurt slash die at a certain point it's like maybe somebody somewhere doesn't want us to make this and maybe we should Mm -hmm. just hang it up hang it up but the worst thing that happened um the final thing that i have that i know that happened was uh, special effects supervisor John Richardson uh, was in a car accident with his fiance and his fiance was decapitated, <gasps> which there's also a decapitation that is depicted in the movie. Um, so it's kind of weird, the synchronicity of yeah. that. Um, and the weirdest part about this car accident is that it happened uh, near a sign that said omen 66.6 kilometers it was like one oh, of those you're lying marker. there's no way that's wild. are you fucking serious <laughs> not kidding please tell me you're joking it's one of those mile marker signs but omen was spelled o-m-m-e-n so there were two m's but still 66.6 kilometers get out of come here come on really yeah you're 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 yeah. stop it you know what i mean I like, hate that so it. much. <laughs> and so that is, that's like all of the things that I know. Mm-hmm. There might've been more like just little crazy things that went awry. I'm sure there probably were, 
But that's all that I know. But that last one is just like very on the nose. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's, 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 there's been, I mean, countless cursed films. You know, there's, mm-hmm. um, like the, I know that supposedly the, the set of The Exorcist was, yeah. um, mm-hmm. was cursed. There, there, there is one, the, the Shining um Mm -hmm. the shining Mm -hmm. was but i also think that was just the vibe that like stanley kubrick was putting on there because he did a bunch of shitty things to shelly duvall uh oh yeah she was actually scared like actually yeah 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 he he put her he would like wake her up way earlier than everyone else and that scene when jack is just like i don't want to hurt you i just want to bash your brains in yeah he made He made he made Shelley Duvall do that scene like over 150 times. There were days when he told the cast and crew not to talk to her, even if she talked to them. Um, Deliberately so he would made do, her go he crazy. He would do all this like weird like shit that put her in a like a paranoid state, and like that that look of exhaustion during the movie, and just that's like real. her being all yeah, she was jittery, very like that's fucking and real. Yep. And she even says, like she she even says that you know she she regrets doing that and and um yeah Stanley Kubrick piece of shit yeah forced method acting is not I mean he is a great director but you know it's one of those things you gotta you gotta kind of uh, I guess remove the art from the artist right. yeah mm-hmm. Wizard but, of Oz too yeah. Wizard of Oz the Wizard of Oz the hanging mm-hmm. yeah that's like a weird thing like in the cursed films episode they did cover the wizard of oz did they and mm-hmm, and they they didn't really get to the bottom of the hanging munchkin mm-hmm. uh thing because hmm. there's there's old there's an old version of the bhs where you mm-hmm. can still see the you can still see what looks like a figure in the distance, but it really is very distorted. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, you cannot say for sure, like that's what it is. And then right. they also said that they've discovered like doctored slash edited versions of it, like online. Like when people mm-hmm. show like the YouTube videos and stuff like that of it, like a lot of times it's like, someone got in after effects and like put it in there or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so it's like very, very difficult to say for sure that that was going on, but that was like a really weird set either way. Like, yeah. Yeah. For Judy Garland and the Munchkins and um, the actress who played the witch. Yeah. I forget Uh, her name. (sighs) Me too. I want, I want to say there was like, um, like haunted stuff happening on the set of it was either grudge or um juan the the original um oh grudge. yeah that's interesting i loved the grudge yeah. i haven't seen the japanese original though that movie terrified me and like same everyone yeah. that i've talked to is just like no it was really funny and i was just like like uh no that, that was funny boy, that's funny no. to you no way. No, 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 no. No, ma'am. Not, not that little that. boy's no, face, like, screaming is, like, burned yep. in my brain. 
yeah hate it hate it hate it the scene the scene where the scene where she goes underneath the 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 sheets and then you just see like this figure just crawling up the sheets and she looks under Mm -hmm. and it's like right there no thank you sarah michelle geller's best work outside of buffy Yeah. yeah absolutely um but yeah all right cool cursed cursed sets i like that because it brought the yeah the horror theme there's a lot of cursed sets mm-hmm. that they cover on the show and if you want to watch it you should poltergeist mm-hmm. is of course one of them the exorcist like you mentioned wizard of oz like we talked about and of course the crow with brandon lee oh yeah that's a yeah. weird that's a weird i haven't one. seen that one yet i don't think I haven't seen The Crow either, but I remember an Unsolved Mysteries episode uh, back in the day uh, where they talked about it and they talked about Robert how Stack. it was had par- yes Robert Stack they had parallels to or it, it had parallels to Bruce Lee's mysterious death as well. Oh, that was messed up. Right. Yeah. Wow. What's that? What was the 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 actor's name that played the crow? Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. It was a gun so thing, weird. wasn't it? Similar yeah, to what it's... happened with Alec Baldwin on the set of Rust, killing yeah. Helena Hutchins, the director of photography. Brandon Lee was shot on set, um, and Bruce Lee's heart gave out, even though that dude was fit as all fuck. There's a whole like conspiracy about uh, like some of his teachers sent people to america to poison him yeah there's a conspiracy that like chinese mob essentially Mm -hmm. was sabotaging him oh my gosh to a degree it's 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 pretty weird and it's weird that both of his i mean like bruce lee and his son were both killed like on set or not killed but died on set yeah santa what's the name of that restaurant what's the name of the restaurant that i met you at when I came to visit you a few weeks ago, the Mexican place. Los Arcos. Okay, you want to okay. know why your story today ended up being the perfect synchronicity? You're wearing this Mothman shirt today. Yeah. And uh, you were wearing this shirt when we had lunch together. I guess I'll show it off a little. Oh, that's awesome. That's there wicked cool. Okay. <laughs> I got it off of Etsy. Did you? Yeah, and in the show notes, we'll um, put the Etsy shop because I don't know it off the top of my head, but they have really cool stuff. And I have another shirt from them that's like a Sasquatch shirt. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, I love that shirt. And it was the first thing I commented on when I saw Santa besides, oh my God, I miss you. I haven't seen you in so long. I saw this shirt and I was like, I need to take a picture of that shirt. So we Mm -hmm. ate lunch. And so the moral of the story, first off, not moral, but backtrack Connelly and i were on the way to st louis missouri slash uh the cusp uh, of illinois right we were on the way for mm-hmm. uh, a funeral and it was not a great time but on the way back we we're like let's have some fun stopped and saw santa at laredo's laredo's no los arcos los arcos so we stopped at Los Arcos. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. It's Los Arcos. <laughs> it's my favorite Mexican <laughs> restaurant. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. So Santa's wearing this Mothman shirt. It's the first thing I comment on. And 
I'm like, I need to take her shirt or sorry, I need to take your shirt. It's mine. I need to take her picture. (laughs) This interaction of me taking her phone and taking her photo took what? A couple minutes max. It was quick. It was quick, but that's all Mm -hmm. it took. Because guess what happened on our way once we left you? We, by a matter of millimeters, missed getting in what may have been a fatal accident. Wow. Yeah. Your shirt, your Mothman prophecy. <laughs> it was life saving. Santa's literally out here saving lives with this <laughs> Mothman shirt. Saving lives. Luckily, Connolly was driving because he's a very defensive driver, very alert. Um, this guy, I guess, lost control of his car, ricocheted from one side of the interstate off the wall, bounced off the wall, bounced off another wall. And when his car was coming this way, it was coming. T- we're, we're going the same direction. He bounces off. He ricochets. And we would have collided just like that. Going. We were going probably like 80 miles an hour. That's like I feel final like destination stuff. This makes me feel like maybe I should join the Mothman cult after mm-hmm. all. I think you, you should. Know? Wait, Absolutely. Actually, cult? There's a cult? I mean, it's like... I don't know. It's in Fallout 76 there is. Yeah. Oh. It's a whole oh, okay. it's a whole like faction of people. Do it, please do. <laughs> Maybe I should lives. leave the Brotherhood of Steel and go to the Mothman. Oh. <laughs> Stay tuned. Y'all should come down to the Mothman uh festival or come yes. up when to the it? Mothman festival. September seventeenth uh, and eighteenth. It's a Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be I'll be there. The other two Moth Boys will be there. Um, we'll be we we got placed. Um, Jeff put us right next to the Mothman Mothman booty. Um, as you That's all know, awesome. that yeah. Mothman statue has a big old beautiful booty. Um, Hell yeah. And it's and it's a. Every every time, every time I go there, you gotta take the obligatory uh, Mothman booty pick or his um, sick twelve pack abs he has. Oh yes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder the artist. Statue. I wonder the artist. He's just like, all right. So they're like, this is what Mothman looks like. Go, and they made him like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder. Made him hot. Made yeah, just made just made him hot. That was it, and it was not just the like, sexual attraction to a cryptid. <laughs> he just I mean, like if he's out he, here he was saving lives, then he could get it. Yeah, he can get right. it. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for coming on. You are a gem, and we are literally obsessed with Moth Boys podcast. It's amazing. You guys are hilarious. Yes, well, we are. I'm working you. my way back. Good, good. Well, to um, don't listen to too many episodes it. where exhausting so um thank you guys no, no uh, shook podcast. y'all are y'all are amazing to be honest your first two episodes fantastic um thank you and uh yeah huge fans so um keep it up <laughs> keep it up i know and I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing bi-weekly because doing it weekly is it's exhausting it's so tiring yeah i know you guys yeah. are doing that until mothman fest right yeah, and then Once in October, week, we're doing it again for the our spooktacular. 
Um, spooktacular. So every month, yeah, oh. yeah. In October, we do the spooktacular. Every week, we release an episode. But thanks, guys. It, it was a blast. Y'all are the best. Um, You're the best. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into Shook. New episodes of Shook drop every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Soon to be wherever you find your podcasts. Check out our show notes for more information on this week's episode, our social links, and more. Until next time, stay shook. Hey, do you have a personal paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us? Visit our website, shookpodcast.com, to fill out our contact form. Or you can send us an email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com.